Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. So good to be back. We are here for you. Wrapping up December. Well, we're coming. Well, yeah. We only have a few more weeks of this year. Get me through. I've got five more days of kindergartners. Oh, I can't believe you're going to have a nice break before Christmas. Yes, I'm very, very excited. And a good, nice break after Christmas. Yeah, the way the holiday for us breaks up this year is we have the week before Christmas off and then the week after. Yeah. Which usually we go right up to like the day before Christmas Eve. It feels very busy. And you're doing, so I haven't, I think the bad part of this is I really haven't prepared for Christmas because in my head I think, oh, I've got the whole week. Yeah. I'm working right now. Let's not make this crazy. (laughs) So next week when I'm off, I'm going to be like, I wish I had done a little more before. Because yeah. I'm not, I don't even have a Christmas tree up yet. Oh, yeah. We it's did not that before happen. Thanksgiving. I like pulled all my, I'm like, if I'm taking Halloween down, I'm just putting Christmas up. Like, sorry, Thanksgiving. I, I love know. you. So we very much have Thanksgiving decorations. And my kids are very much, you give it the time it deserves. I don't. So Christmas doesn't go up till December 1st, or at least till the day after Thanksgiving. We usually go cut down our own tree. That's The weekend of Thanksgiving, but we were out of town this year. Right. And we just haven't, we've had so many things going on, and then my husband's out of town this week, so it's not going to happen until this Saturday when he's back, and so... It's a little later it's than maybe usual. It's a little way later, which seems, I was like, let's just not do it this year. My kids are all <laughs> old enough that, Why are know, we going to all We don't this have work. to do it all, yeah. and they were like... Are you kidding? Even my husband was like, bah humbug. We have to put up a Christmas tree. And I'm like, but it will be for a week. That's a lot of work for one week. I understand. I'm okay with like saying not this year, but no, they were not. We can like maybe print a a large picture of an old tree. I was thinking like, take some of our Christmas lights and just like swing them around, swing them around, like hang them from the seat, like do something fun with it. I wasn't just going to do nothing, but. I don't have to get a tree. A tree is a lot of effort. So go cut one down and drag it home and get the tree stand out. It's a lot of work. It's a lot That's of work. That's all I'm saying. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work and I love it. And then you have to But I have a whole of month tree. of it where this time I'll only have a week-ish. Yeah. It's just yeah, totally. Anywho. Yeah, we totally pulled ours out. Scrooging. Like right after Halloween. So all my Christmas so was you've up. you've been enjoying it for a while. Yeah. And then, because we went out of town the week after Thanksgiving- Mm-hmm. And so I spent the weekend of Thanksgiving, like those few days, online shopping. Yes. Like totally went crazy. And so I feel pretty like close ready. to done. Like I have just, a, and it's very unusual for me. Very unusual. I am like shopping until Christmas. Like I'm always like, oh, wait. <gasps> oh, I didn't think about that. You know, there's just yeah. all kinds of little things that I'm always adding. This year I'm just like. No, I think you're good. You're good. You're good. Yes, I, st- I still need to do stockings, but those are so little in our house. Yeah. We don't do huge stocking things like candy. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I'm feeling like Christmas break is going to start. All my kids are going to be home. And I'm. this is the first year that I'm like, let's go do some fun things. Yay. What can we do to yeah. fill our days that we don't usually go and do? So right. it'll be fun. Yeah. I don't know yet. We're going to have some fun. That's a great idea. I'm excited for Send you. Send me your ideas. Okay, I'll put them together for you. Um, <laughs> I'll be crazy getting everything ready because I haven't done much yet. But, you know. Yeah. Add <laughs> one more thing to your list. Okay, for a fun fact this week. So, our author, TJ Klune, um, of the Under the Whispering Door book for this month, he said in an interview that the biggest inspiration for this novel 
um, is Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Isn't that what we said when we read the synopsis? We were like, oh my gosh, this is kind of like a Christmas carol, which is why we picked it for December. And so I thought that was awesome that he actually said that. Um, Because Wallace, which is the character in the book, is my take on Ebenezer Scrooge. Clune tells us... And don't get me wrong, Dickens is Dickens for a reason. He's one of the greats of humanity in terms of authorship, but it always bugged me a little bit that you never saw Scrooge doing the work of becoming a better person. So that's what I wanted to do with this. I like that, actually. Yeah. Like you can't just change your mind one day and expect it to be... And then it's just all different. Yes. You have to... It takes time. And... People aren't just going to be like, oh, okay, you're nice now. Yay. Right. There's going to be some grudges. Some pushback. Some pushback. Absolutely. So. Oh, I like that a lot. I really like this. Yes. So I'm excited to read this. I love it. Okay. I'm looking. I haven't begun. I haven't either. I still have it on hold. I'm just hoping and hoping, but I I don't think I'm going to get I took it off to make room for some others. I am definitely going to have to buy this one, but that's okay because- I've actually been buying a lot of books lately because I've wanted holiday books all of a sudden. Yes. And those, the hold was forever on most of them. So I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm just in the mood for a holiday story. Right. And so I'm going to buy this one. So I've bought a few we'll talk about. Yay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know what? Why don't I just jump in with one of my holiday stories? Yay. Let's hear it. So I read In a Holidays by Lauren. I always get this wrong. By Christina Lauren. Okay. I always want to say Lauren, Christine. Do you know that Christina Lauren is two people? What? They are co-authors that have that go under the name Christina Lauren, but it's Christina and Lauren. I did not know that. Yes. Wait a well, second. Well, now that I say that, I'm questioning myself, but I swear. That is cool, though. I, I love that. What yeah. is What is it called? Christina Lauren is the combined pen name of longtime writing partners, best friends, Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. The co-author duo writes both young adult and adult fiction. Um, So it's called In a Holidays. Okay. In a Holidays, which I've seen this around, Mm -hmm. actually. I think it came out last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2020. Uh, Okay, yes. And the the list was long for it, and I wasn't going to buy it, and I got on the bandwagon too late in the Christmas (laughs) season. I'm like, I'm never going to get it, and I wasn't going to buy it. But I did it again this year, but this year I was like, I'm just buying it because I want to read these. I want it. And I've read a couple of hers that I've enjoyed, so. Well, they wrote just... Because we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. the unhoneymooners. Yes, which I really like. I that did. One. I really like that one too. I also read by them, and I talked about it on here. Was oh the one that kind of I think maybe soulmate equation. Okay, I've also read one of theirs called Love and Other Words. Okay, there's so- one that's been on my list called Roomies. I haven't read that one. Anyway, Anyway. but they have lots and lots of books. They have lots of books. They've done a lot. And I think it's fun that they're best friends and co-authors and they write together. And I would love to know, like, how do you do that? How do you co-author a book? How are, like, who's in charge of what parts of the story? Um, How they break it up. Anyway, so In a Holidays is, it's super fun because it actually takes place in Park City, Utah. So for those of you who aren't, you know, familiar with Utah, we live in the Valley. 
of Utah, but up in the canyons, there's a like a resort town. It's an old mining town ski resort called Park City. It's known for Sundance music or movie festival. Yeah, lots of the Sundance film festival stuff takes place up there, and mm-hmm. there's like movie star sightings oh, up yeah, there. All that's the, time. the that's the place to go. Come go skiing. Come go skiing, and anyway, so yeah. it's about a half it's hour a from spot. us. And it's a great vacation spot. A lot of people go there for to go skiing or there's lots of condos and resort places to stay there. So this story takes place. It's um, these families and the parents in the family, like there's this group of best friends. They were friends in college and they start this tradition to go to Park City to one of their cabins every year to spend Christmas. And it starts when they're young newlyweds and then just continues with their families. And so at this point, they're older And their kids are like teenage to young adult, early 20s, mid 20s, and teenagers. And they're still going every year, like they show up on the 20th, and they stay through Christmas, and they have all these traditions, they do the same types of things every year. And it's just the highlight of all of their years. They're all live in different areas, so they don't see each other all the time. But their kids have grown up together. And this is just a tradition of what they do. And so fun. So it's just kind of it's very nostalgic to me that it's so I can see it. I can see where they're staying. I can see what they're doing. So that was fun that it takes place here. But the main character in the um, story, her name's Maylin, and she it's it's a rom-com, of sure. course, romantic sure. comedy. Uh-huh. That's what they're known for writing. And she's just kind of in a rut. She's in a job she doesn't like and – she just she's the one who's like holding together all these traditions. They have to do the same thing at the same time, but it's kind of starting to lose its excitement. Oh. It's kind of just like we're going through the actions to right. go through the actions. And so all these things happen and she it's kind of when it first started I was like I just I know this is so I'm the only one out there but I hate the movie Groundhog's Day. It gets I'm with you. I don't hate it, I, but it is a movie that I will avoid. I have never seen it all the way through. I hate that idea. <laughs> Maybe that's why you hate it. <laughs> right. Of reliving the same thing with like a similar outcome. Yeah. Yep. No, mm-hmm. thank you. This book is kind of like that. So at first I was like, oh, please, I can't relive a same, the same days. So she, um, something happens to her and she wakes up and she's like the whole week has happened together and they're heading on the, they're in a car heading to the airport. This is the very beginning of the book. And all of a sudden they get in a car accident. And she, when she comes to, she's on the plane on the way to the vacation. So it hasn't even happened yet. So she has a chance to like redo any of the things that she was like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that type thing. So those, it's kind of a groundhog's day um, event and it's just fun. It's a fun holiday yeah. romance book. I enjoyed it. I okay. gave it three stars. It was a good listen. I've really enjoyed listening to some holiday books while putting up the few Christmas decorations that I have put up. Right. Um, which I'm not totally bought humbug. I have put up some stockings and a few things, but um, just enough to listen to a few holiday books. It was a good I one. I like it. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Okay. The first one I'm going to talk about is, I'm going to save my Christmas okay. book. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Meet Me in Paradise by Libby Hubsher. I hope I didn't hmm. butcher her name, but Libby Hubsher 
It is super oh, I fun. Haven't seen that. Have you not? Mm-mm. It's like it's like a rom com. Okay. But with a twist, it's a little deeper than a regular just love story. And it's about a girl who's well, it's about sister, two sisters whose mother passed away. She's kind of like an adventure um writer. So mm-hmm. she goes and she breaks story. She's a journalist. She goes and breaks stories all around the world about things that are happening around the world. And um comes back to them at home. And they're, you know, high school, middle school age, and their mother passes away. And so it's just kind of that's what happened in their past. And now okay. we're, you know, they're grown adults, but how that affected the kind of people that they chose to become. Yes. And so the older sister, you know, is the protector, the safe place. She doesn't ever travel. She doesn't go anywhere because she's afraid of something might happen to her. And she could never do that to her younger sister. So she never does anything. She she gave up a lot of her dreams to and sacrificed a lot of herself to take care of younger sister mm-hmm. and um, to to be safe. Yeah. Where younger sister kind of followed in mother's footsteps and she travels all over the world. She's being adventurous. Life by the moment because you never know what's going to happen. Just two different, you know, it's yeah. that's how life works. Right? Just very different takeaways same lesson. from the same yeah. experience. Yeah. So, um the older sister is just determined to get younger sister to stay home. We're going to get you a stable job. You're going to live here by me. I don't want to worry about you anymore. I can Have keep you safe here. be very predictable. Here. Yes. And younger sister is determined to get big sister out of her comfort zone hmm. and pull her away from the monotony of her life. Yeah. So anyway, she books, the younger sister books the older sister on a trip and then doesn't go with her. They're supposed to go together and then, and she, then doesn't she just show. sends her on herself. And so she has all these crazy adventures and she... and. And she keeps waiting for sister to join her. Anyway, it's like one catastrophe after another that really pushes her out of her comfort zone. I I really enjoyed the book. There is a twist that I did see coming, but it was really like full of heart. So it yeah. was good. I gave the book four stars. Nice. And there is obvious there is a love twist. It is a rom-com. Um, and I really liked where the author took it. It wasn't just your usual. Anyway, I like the way it goes without spoiling anything. Yeah. I thought it was super fun. Mm. It's a beach read, totally lighthearted in one on one hand, and yeah. then um, the sister's relationship is so sweet and like you just wish you had somebody like that for you, yeah. you know, in your own life. It was super sweet and deep and cute. Anyway, so I thought it was really fun. Definitely, like take a break from your life and go read this go book, read kind of a book. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. Yeah. That sounds great. It was good. Good. Mimi in Paradise, four stars. All right. My next one is The Unwinding of the Miracle, a memoir of life, death, and everything that comes after by Julie Yip Williams. Okay. This is deep. It is. It's a memoir. It's uh, this life story. I gave it five stars. Wow. I love a good memoir. Yes. And this is so well written, written. Okay. So this, it's just crazy how sometimes I think you had talked about a book where a family was in Vietnam, Mm -hmm. and they left on a boat, right? Yes. And then I read this just after you had talked about that. And she was born in Vietnam. And she was born um, during the communist era. Okay. And her she was born with cataracts 
And when her grandmother um, noticed the cataracts, the grandmother said to the parents, you have to go take her to the medicine man who gives her the sleepy medicine that makes her sleep and not wake up. (gasps) Because this is a shame to their family because any suitors looking at their family will see that this is in their genetic pool and then nobody's going to, they won't be able to marry off the other sister. Um, this brings oh shame. My goodness. This girl won't ever have a good life because how could she? She can't see. And everything is so expensive. They can barely get food as it is. There's no way they can get her doctors here in this communist country. They won't be able to do anything for her. And so just put That's her out of her misery. The best. This is the best this thing, is the for, best everyone. thing for everyone. Yes. So the oh grandma has like hidden away some gold, gives the parents gold and tells them where to go. And they take this little girl and they don't want to do it, but they don't really see any other. They have so few choices in this world they're living in as it is. Mm-hmm. So they take her to this medicine man and um, the medicine man says, I don't do things like this. This is not the kind of medicine man I am. Oh, and the parents are like him. super relieved when they were like, we don't want to do it anyway. So that's fine. No big deal. We'll leave. And then grandma was like, no, they do for a price. You have to offer more. You have to. But at that point they had made their decision. They were keeping their daughter. They wanted her. And it's, it's as oh. it is. So this family got out of Vietnam on a boat. They went to. So I they think, decided the right way to save her uh-huh. or to help her. They decided to. To to help her. And then they were able to get out. The family was able to get out. They all had to get out on different boats and go different directions. But they all, I think all of them, or the majority of them, ended up in America, in California. Okay. And their lives were settled there. They were able to find her a doctor there and who did some surgery on her eye and got some eyesight restored. But she is legally blind. And so she's kind of lived her life. She talks about... Her siblings got to go do things, but they didn't have her go do the things because why would you? You couldn't see it and it would cost money. So like going to a movie or going to see like on a vacation, but it was when they didn't have a lot of money. Why spend the money when you couldn't see and get the whole experience? Oh, that makes so so she kind of grew up just feeling like she was missing out on things. So she had this drive to just go do everything and she did she traveled she was she becomes part of this um this group that helps people with disabilities travel a traveling group and she goes and travels by herself with these groups like goes without her family and stuff and she learns how to travel blind and she can like using binoculars she can see street signs like it's just crazy she goes to law school she becomes this really high-end lawyer like very very smart smart um, and she doesn't ever think she'll get married because she's blind and who would want someone who's blind? Cause that's kind of how she's been raised. Yeah. And she has a very loving relationship with her family. This is just how it was. Sure. But she is very close with them. And she talks a lot about that, how hard her relationship is, you know, having those feelings against them because she, but loving them and yes. knowing they wanted mm-hmm. what was best for her. They just didn't know any different, any different, any different. They came from They're this like, communist country. Yeah. And so they were already giving her more than what they really thought she was ever going to get. Anyways, she gets married. She has two children. She's got a great job. Her husband has a great job. And she is diagnosed with cancer. So this is all the beginning of the book. 
And so it goes through her journey of cancer and uh, the process of dealing with um, leaving your family or the idea that you might be dying and how much you'll put into fighting for life, even though what that quality of life might be. And um, just she, she wraps it all together so beautifully. Her struggles in life you know, starting out in Vietnam as blind. And she'll talk about all these struggles and you're feeling bad. And then she'll say something about being blind and you almost forget that she was blind too. And then you're like, oh my gosh, all this. And she's blind. Yeah. It is remarkable. Wow. The human strength. Right. The perseverance, the survival, the things life throws at you. And it's, it's beautifully written. It is a life beautifully written. And, um, and well done. It's just fantastic. Oh. It was a great, it was a great read. I read it over Thanksgiving and it was just. Wow. It's on beautiful. my list. Yes. Read it. I highly Amazing. recommend it. It is available at our library. I looked as we were talking. And it's, av- see, that's the it's crazy available. thing. Like, yep. how is it available? This should be one that everyone's checking out. It is two years old. It yes. came out in 2019. So it's not a new one, but. Anyway, just great. Well, well done. Well written. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is The Mistletoe Secret. Ooh. By Richard Paul Evans. Oh, a classic. Right. I have not read this one. Have <laughs> he, I read any by him? I had to have. I know who he is. He is but, known for yeah. his Christmas stories. I Doesn't will he just do? Say. He does like the Christmas box. The I Christmas think. box, yeah. Um, just a good little feel good short Christmas. Yeah, story. it wasn't super long. Yeah. I think it's just like four hours or something. It's like yeah. three hundred pages, but it was not long. I read it. I read it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, it's the story of a guy who whose wife recently left him, and so he's he's single and he's um finds himself just kind of the monotony of his daily life, right? Okay. And he works and he has friends that he sees after work, some guy friends, but they are married and so they're always bugging him that he needs to let go of this ex-wife who didn't ever really appreciate him, you know, it was just yeah. and they grew apart and they were always on different paths and whatever and find someone new and that he's, you know, there's lots of women out there if he just opened himself up so they convince him to get on a dating app <laughs> and join a a dating yeah. Website. And so one night he starts going through the process of joining a site and he, and it's quite funny to listen to that whole experience because it's been a while since I've never actually joined one. That was I, before it came after yeah, my time. It of was dating. after my time of dating. Never been on a dating site. Right. And so it's so funny to listen to all the questions and the way that it, the people that it signed him up with and and then he came across in his searching for different websites, I think. He's online and he comes across this blog that's written by someone who doesn't name herself. She just, you know, it's a, like an anonymous thing. But she talks about how she's lonely. Mm-hmm. And it just strikes a chord with him and the way that she describes the things that make her feel lonely. Okay. And it just is so relatable to him. And he he finds himself keep coming back to this blog to read a what she has to say. And so every time she posts, it's like, he's kind of falling for this person, but he doesn't even know who she is. She doesn't know where she lives, nothing. And she, she writes a post and says, you know, okay, well, this is my last entry. I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm going to leave and go be with my dad. 
and not um, post anymore so that I'm not lonely anymore. And so he's like, oh my gosh, like I've, it kind of jerks him into reality yeah. and I want to meet this girl. I want to know her. So he puts some things together that she posts and finds out. He's like, she's got to be in this town, which happens to be Midway, Utah, which what? is also Another in Utah. local. It's, it's close wow. to Park City. Yeah. It's a smaller town. Uh-huh. Anyway, so he flies out and he decides he's going to go find you got to be able person. to find him in Midway. It's a small town. Just walk around the town. That would That's his idea. <laughs> so anyway, it's all about his adventure trying to find and deduction of who is this girl. Because he doesn't yeah. have her name. He doesn't know He's her winging name. it. And not looking like a crazy person who just flew across the country. This is lives a bit Florida, crazy, though. To go and find this girl. So anyway, it's a fun, it's a really fun book. I gave it three stars. It's a classic yeah. Christmas love Feel story. Good. Feel Hallmark good. Hallmark movie. Totally. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. So fun. Awesome. What? How many stars did you? Give I gave it? it three stars. Awesome. It was just super fun. Yeah. Just if you need a Christmas lift, go to Richard Paul Evans. Yeah, there you go. He'll have something for you. And I will say, it says it's number three in a series uh-huh. in the Mistletoe series. Okay. Although I've not read the first two. And mm. when I started researching it a little farther, it's totally different characters. Okay. So it's so just, just has a mistletoe just series, but they're stories. just does Christmas stories. Right. But they're not related. So if you get okay. if you go on and you look and you're like, oh, I didn't read the other ones, it's okay. It's okay. They are all standalone, standalone. books. Yeah. Sweet. All right. To stick to the holiday theme. Yes. I read another short story. Christmas story called If the Fates Allow, a short story by Rainbow Rowell. Rainbow Rowell! She's back! Oh my gosh, I love her so much. I, I know that her. she's been writing. Yes. But just not the novels that are for right. me. Exactly. She, you know, I love Attachments. I love mm-hmm. Landline. Mm-hmm. Um, Fangirl. I really liked yeah, Fangirl. I really liked Fangirl. And then there's um, the two characters. Which one is that? Eleanor and Park. Eleanor and oh, Park. Eleanor and Park. Yes. Oh, Such I just love favorite. her. And then she went through some that weren't my favorites, but this short story, if the fates allow, hit the spot. Oh yeah. It is so relatable. Go get it right now because it's a Christmas story. It's free on Audible. Is it? It's free on Audible. I think I may have bought it. You didn't need to. It was free. Well, yeah. Sweet. If maybe I just got it and I didn't even realize. Yeah. I was like, I have to listen to Christmas stories. I'm not going to wait uh, for the library. And so I just hopped mm-hmm. on Audible and got this one. Maybe I did get it for free. It is not. It, it may, you maybe if you have an Audible membership, okay. which I do, like I get like one book a month. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe that it credited counted. it to me for that reason. Okay. But I know I did not pay for you it. did not pay for it. Well, mm-hmm. this just hit the spot. It is a Christmas story. It deals with the pandemic, so it's super <laughs> relatable of this right last now, Christmas. Right now, what is Christmas like right, right now? Like quarantining, and if you want to be with family, then you quarantine really hardcore for two weeks and get a negative test, and then you go spend the day but with masks on, and everyone's afraid, and how afraid do we need to be, and is this all crazy, or do we have to? Are we going to kill our grandparents if we go visit them? Oh my gosh, it hits all of it. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. My only complaint 
is that it's a short story. It's too short. It is so short. But I put it on and did some Christmas decorations and just enjoyed. Yeah. So good. She just and there's green jello on the front cover. Who doesn't? There's like a green jello salad in it, and it's just all the things of getting together with your family. Yeah. All the traditional foods that really nobody likes maybe or you secretly do but it's gross <laughs> yeah yeah all yeah. the things you can put in jello <laughs> oh i miss my grandma for that because i never eat jello anymore i know i don't ever make jello i do sometimes but a good old-fashioned jello salad it's yum. so good and that we call it salad they talk about that oh i just it's just so fun yeah i love it you don't need a vegetable we have jello salad we have jello salad that's our vegetable that's it's a salad. our salad Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It was super cute, and it made me miss Rainbow Rowell so much. I was like, yes. "No, no, don't stop! Keep going, keep going!" I love these characters. Yes. I want to know what happens next. She just writes such relatable characters. Fun. I could just see I it. I could see the house. Like, are you going to write another? Come back, come adult back. Adult fiction for if us. If you were please? just putting your toe in, it, it felt yeah, good. It felt good. It felt good. Keep writing. <laughs> We love you, Rainbow. I know you're listening. Yeah. It's a little old us. <laughs> but we really, really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. I know. I gave I it three just, only because I wanted it to be longer. Because you wanted it to be longer. Yes. I, I really wish it was longer. I really want it to be longer. It's my only complaint. You it was know, really good. I should give it more because it was good. But I just want it to be longer. I want a book. A full, a full length Take book. me through all of yeah. it. Because yeah. lately, like, if you aren't aware, like, she's been doing some graphic novels. Mm-hmm. She's been dealing in, like, um, young adult fiction. And that's fine. But I miss yeah. her over here. Yeah. In my genre. Right. Come I back. agree. Come I agree. Back. It kind of left my genre a little bit. And I could kind of follow it a little and then I just couldn't anymore. I know. I tried for a minute. I tried. And it was okay. It's just not my stuff. But I really like her. She does a great job. I love job. her She's so much. She's a great author. Yeah. One of my favorites. Totally. So. Very good. Oh, feel good. Just a good one. So good. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah. <gasps> Oprah. Oprah. Co-authored a book. Winfrey, in case you didn't know which <laughs> Oprah I was talking yeah. about. She doesn't need a last name. <laughs> I think we know. I think, I think we got it. So oh, I, I've seen that this was recommended on Facebook by friends of mine, right? Not directly to me, but they were just like, oh, everyone should be reading this book if you read this. So I'm like, okay, I've been okay, hearing I'm a lot about this one as well. I will say, I think Oprah is an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, I have to turn her off. I don't know how to say that. I could not agree with you more. I think she does great things, but I am not a fan. Right. Okay. I don't like okay. listening to her. I, don't, I did not watch her show. I just I didn't. did like the favorite mm. things because who doesn't like watching everyone get free stuff and wish right. that was no, me? It's the way she no, get a car. <laughs> like, no, no. I just, the whole production of it, I yeah. just. I love her. She does amazing things, and yes, that's I great. Agree. But I was, I was, I'm not a fan girl. I think sometimes too, like Oprah is too sold on Oprah. Yeah, like she kind of like she thinks she has. She could run the world, right? And, and she maybe could, she could, but, but we need to bring it down a notch. Yeah, I maybe. agree with okay. you. Okay, so with I, you. that's kind of what held me back. I will say. Okay. Um, a little synopsis, like a little bit of understanding of what this book is. Mm-hmm. It's. 
So Bruce Perry is very, he he's done a lot of things. He's put his fingers in a lot of places. He started in neurological studies, like the science of our brain mm-hmm. and like what happens in our brain during um, development, like from the very beginning, like days, weeks, months, old, year, those first mm-hmm. years, how very important. What's happening in our brains? What happens when we are affected by, um, you know, traumatic experiences at those young ages? How does that affect us in our future? And as adults, where we don't even remember those experiences, we were children. So how in the world can it be affecting us as adults when we Mm -hmm. don't even remember them? So it's how it affects like the connections in our brains. And so, and why that makes it so difficult to fix as an adult, right? Because we don't know about them. We don't remember those experiences and yet they do have triggers and they leave us with, they leave us with reactions um, as adults. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So he kind of talks about in a very lame person way, right? Like I am not a neurological scientist and yet still was able to follow and understand what happened to me as a child. So his the big point is instead of saying what's wrong with you, right? Like we all, yeah. something, someone's acting out what is or, wrong with them? yeah, like, yeah. or even your, we'll say it to ourselves, right? Like, what is wrong with me? Why yeah. can I not pull this together? Like, what is wrong with me? We got to get rid of that question uh-huh. and start asking what happened to you that's causing these reactions yes. because there's generally a connection mm-hmm. to something that's happened in the past. And if we can f- understand what's happened to you, then we can create um, a pathway to handling situations that are happening now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Oprah asks questions of him because I listened to the audiobook and she's asking him questions. Okay. So tell me this. And he explains it. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. like her doing an interview. Also, she throws in experiences of her own. You know, she had difficulties as a child. You know, her mother didn't necessarily want her. And so she was raised mostly by her grandmother and um, how that has affected her choices and her relationships now. Mm -hmm. And so she talks a little bit about that, which was very interesting. Um, And he gives examples of people that he's worked with and their things that they've gone through. Like, you know, a soldier who's suffering, we talk about PTSD, but what is actually happening in your brain the scientific explanation yes. of what's going on. And so when you can understand that, it is so much easier. I think we have more patience and we're yeah. kinder to each other when we understand what's happening inside yes. their brain. Like it's not a choice that they're making mm-hmm. to react and act out. It's, you know, it's a reaction, reaction. that is out of their control. Yeah. Their brain is automatically doing something yes or doing something because of their experience so anyway it was really it was very good i actually ended up very much enjoying the book i gave it four stars um i think that it's a it's good for us to change our way of thinking i do i really did like that like i can make that change easily right right i can catch myself saying what is wrong with you no I wonder what happened to this person. And to that give ourselves a little bit more grace and other people a little grace as we're going yeah. through and figuring these things out. Yes. It takes time. Yeah. It yeah. totally takes time. Absolutely. And it's it's so interesting the way, you know, he talks about the way we all 
the way people will handle um, the way we react to trauma, right? Mm-hmm. We all handle trauma different. Right. We all... There's not the same recipe no, for trauma. It no. all manifests differently. And sometimes it can be a smell that triggers mm-hmm. us. Maybe it's just the look of a person because of something that's happened to us with someone yeah. who looks similar. And what might not bother us for 10, 20 years, then all of a sudden yes. will bother us. So just because you made it 10 years after a traumatic event with seemingly no issues doesn't mean... Yeah. They're not going to pop up. Life totally. is tricky that way. It is. Our brains are yes. so complicated. And um, anyway, he's just done so much research. He ended up going and getting his degree to be a psychologist. And so he helps people that way with his brain knowledge and now helping people with therapy. Anyway, it's very interesting. He has a lot of experience wow. and he shares a lot of really good stories. I thought, and I'm always interested in this kind of thing. Like I love learning why do we do things, you know, anyway, right. I want to be a better person. Yeah, I want to be a better person. I want to be better to others. I want to be better to myself. And it was right along those lines, like a great, yeah. like informational book about why we do the things we do. And I can see why it has a very high ratings on Goodreads. It's like 4.5. With like 16,000 ratings, you know, it's like a lot of people really, and and it makes sense why, like it's just yeah, it's, one of those books that's helpful. A lot of helpful. people can relate to this. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives you, like you said, like a deep breath about yourself, like to be able to be kinder to ourselves. It gives you mm-hmm. re- a lot of reasons why there's nothing wrong, wrong with, you. with you. This yeah. is the human experience. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it was good. Cool. So go nice. read it if you're looking for that kind of a book. Awesome. It's definitely worth it. All right, my last one is The Reading List by Sarah Nisha Adams. Have you read I this want, one? It's a, I it's ha- on? get it in like two weeks. Okay, it is. it was a long wait list for this one. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very popular one. Um, 10,000 ratings on Goodreads, 4.11 stars. And you? I gave it four stars. Liked like, it. Right with it. It is so good because A... A reading list. Give me a reading list. Look at me with our armchair traveler. I love a fun (laughs) reading list to follow. And these are just very, the character development is so great and so diverse. Like very unlikely friendships are made in this book. So there's a a widow um, who is, his wife has passed away and she has just done everything for him. Like he's just very much in his routine of life. And she kind of brought the family together and brought the, you know, she had all the little relationships that made the sweetness in life. Yeah, And he was just kind of the grandpa who was long, who did his little thing. He went to temple every week. He went to the shops every Wednesday. Like he just had his own little routine and nothing got in grandpa's way. But grandma was the one who had the like, she had a really sweet relationship with their granddaughter Priya. And they talked about books. Um, His wife always went to the library and always had different books. And he knew that about her, but never talked to her about what she was reading or what kind of books she liked. And so as she's gone, and he is just lonely and sad and doesn't know, you know, he wants he sees his He's mourning, his granddaughter is mourning, his daughters are mourning, but he doesn't know how to bring everyone together. They're all kind of doing it themselves. So he finds himself in the library. He has an old book of hers that she never returned. And so he decides he needs to go return it. And he's in the library and he comes across this, the other character, Alicia, 
who is working, who's home for the summer, working in the library. And she does not want to be working at the library. She is not a big reader. She doesn't really care much about books, but it was a job and she needed a job. And she's got some things going on in her home life with her mom and her brother that she lives at home with and things are not good and she's not in a good place. And so she's in this library. She could care less about this job. And this old man comes in and you know, tries to talk to her and talk to her about books. And she's just like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I, I don't know. I, what's a good book to recommend? I don't know. Pick a book. There's lots of books on the shelves. Like, and he's just kind of, so this is their introduction. But then she finds a crumpled up piece of paper in the back of To Kill a Mockingbird that oh. it has a book list. And she decides she's going to read through this book list. And it just kind of sets these things into motion, the things that, and then she kind of starts recommending these books. And even before she's even read them, she recommends (laughs) these books to this guy and it ends up healing her and he, him and just their, their troubles in life are softened and, and they're, healed a little bit through this reading list and through these books. So it's fun to read about what books are on this reading list because they're real books that you and I have read. And when he talks about the characters and their struggles in the book and what, how that could relate to his life or her life or, and, and they end up helping each other in a very sweet way, very unlikely friendship. And um, just, I love it. I'm so excited. A library setting. An old man. An old man. Oh, all the, a, a young girl, a teen home, and you know, all the things. All the things. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'm Four so stars. excited about it. It's very, it's just how all the different books and characters relate. It's, it's a fun weaving story. Oh, I love it so story. much. So it's a good one. Okay. I'm excited about it. I, my last book is Circe. By yeah. Madeline Miller. Yes. Um, I have had this as like, I should read that for a really long time. It was like a 2018 Goodreads book choice winner. Yes. It was on so many lists yeah, how a did couple I years not ago. Read it? Um, well, I can see how it maybe is a it got weird pushed down. Because, for me. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't. I don't hate the cover, but like no. that doesn't say read me. First of all, yes. First of all, um, I didn't know how to pronounce Circe, right? And so I was like Cirque, yes, yeah. Circe, and yeah. I, that's weird. I don't want right. to be feel dumb in my books, right? Like when I read Harry Potter and I pronounced Hermione, Hermione, Hermione. That's what I did. Book. Me too. <sighs> and when someone said no, it's Hermione, I said. No, you're wrong. How do you get Hermione out of that? And then I was wrong and felt dumb. No, I think I said Hermione. Hermione, something like that. It just. I totally butchered it. Yeah. I'm with you on that, actually. So I'm hesitant to ever pronounce a name. Right? Because I don't want to be made fun of. I know. And I feel like I'm going to be. I know. I don't want to be made fun of. I'm with you, actually, on that. I agree with that one. That's why audiobooks are so great, because then I got the pronunciation. That's why I can proudly and confidently say Circe. Circe, yes. Because that's how they said it in the book. Yeah. And I also am not very knowledgeable in the legends of the gods. That is exactly why, like, it just kept popping up a couple years ago, and I was like, 
uh, Greek mythology, not my thing, not my genre. Yeah. I never really enjoyed Greek mythology, never really got into it. Mm. And so There's to just me, so it was much, like, it's overwhelming. I, exactly. And so I don't know these characters. This won't make any sense to me. So I agree with you. I didn't read it at first because of that. But, but I have you did read this read one. It. Yes. Yeah. So I will say, after all of those things, yes. I liked it. So the story is of Circe. I uh-huh. didn't, I had never even heard of her before I read yeah. this book. She is a lesser, lesser known, like, I don't even know if you call her a god. I don't even know either. And I'm I hesitant to even more. say. Yeah. She is the daughter of Helios. Uh-huh. Who is sure. the god of the sun. The <laughs> See, sun I don't remember god. all of these. Yeah. He, like rides his chariot across the yeah. sky and brings us light yes. every day. Um, but she was like the unloved daughter. You know, the one who wasn't very pretty, wasn't ever going to find a husband, didn't have very many powers Mm -hmm. so they you know were mean to her and mocked her a lot and and ultimately deserted her on an island Uh, yeah she was banned kind of yeah pushed off right because they had magical powers like she didn't do anything wrong they were just afraid it was like a punishment for that the children had powers well we'll send her off yeah to an island it'll be fine I and I don't remember exactly. It's been a while since I've yeah, read it. So that's kind of the gist. The gist of it. Okay. And while she's there, you know, she feels the burn of the rejection at first and slowly comes to love this peaceful island away mm-hmm. from where no one can treat her badly. And she starts to develop these little um powers that she does have, this magical powers, and and she has lots of experiences there. And so you kind of watch her experience and and how she kind of rejects the lifestyle of the gods mm-hmm. and like the characteristics that gods are known to have. And right. she she can feel the pull of them, but ultimately is like, no, like there is nothing good that's coming from that. And I choose to be more like mortals. A mortal. And the lessons that come with being a mortal mm-hmm. and the hardships. Yeah. And the and just the the Ultimately, it's more satisfying, mm-hmm. right? Like she looks at these gods that are her cousins and her uncles and whatever. And she's just like, there's no true happiness there. It's all this whims of greed and, um, you know, self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And she decides that it's not for her. And, you know, she has a lot of hard things that happen to her over and over. It's a bit of a slow burn. Yes. I will say. Yes. There's, it's a slow burn, and so you kind of have to just hang be in, there. in for that. And it's long. It is a longer book. It's a longer book, I recall. Um, I only gave this book two stars. In hindsight, it is one I've thought about a lot since then, but I didn't. I felt like I didn't know enough about the backstory of the gods. It can be confusing to understand what was going on. So I'd say the first half of the book, I was very lost. Sure. And that's, the second makes, half that's of the understandable. Book, when I started getting into it, I started really getting into it. And then in discussions with people afterwards, this is why book club is so great. Yes. I have gained a greater appreciation for this book in having conversations with people about it and the lessons of the Greek gods and goddesses and yeah. mortality and just discussing it brought me more of appreciation. I would go back and read. Um, rate this book. Right. Now, right. After so many discussions and thoughts on it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But so, like, I that was, was bored kind of mine. Like, because I did, I did give it four stars, okay. but I, I kind of am at this funny place in my reading this year. We've kind of talked about yeah. this where I, I set my goal really high. Uh huh. And I am like almost drowning trying to reach my reading goal. And I've decided as I'm getting close to the end, I'm going to reach my goal. I'll reach it. But I'm not going to set it as high because I'm not in enjoying my books like I want to. There's a little more pressure. Yeah. I felt the same. And I'm making choices about the books I'm wanting to read based on like, well, how long is it? How much time do I have? You know? Instead of off of what you're in. What I really want to. And this one I'm like, okay, I'm I made the decision when it came available. It's a longer one. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was gonna I was gonna have to like devote some time to it. I'm like, but I want to read it. And I want to like be present in this book, yes. which sometimes I like just have it on while I'm doing all the other things. Yeah. And so that I think was a part of why I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Right. Was my intentionality as I'm reading the book. Right. And so that was another part of it. It was a different kind of book than I'm used to, which it was nice break for my regular stuff. Different. And I was like invested. So I think that was a part of it. It's not my normal read. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was definitely out there for me, but I enjoyed like the process and trying to find um, a le- I love my takeaway. What right. is my lesson that I can like relate to in this book? And yeah. I like that in this yeah. story. I agree. I agree. I thought it was good so. for that too. One that I thought about well after I finished reading. Yeah. And it's kind of like some things you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird <laughs> at the yes. end, like where her choices end up leading her. Yeah. But the gods are weird. But it Ultimately, is. Yeah. you know, they do the weirdest things. And she always felt the need to atone for her mistakes. And I actually really appreciated her trying to make things right Mm -hmm. all throughout the book. Yeah. And her thoughtfulness and everything she Mm -hmm. thinking. Even when she like did things, she did some stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm glad you was good. Yeah. Seriously. Four stars. Fantastic. What a good list for you. Yeah. Go read. Those were some good ones. Get some holiday ones in there. Yeah. Enjoy. If you have a nice break, what are you going to choose? What are you going to read over the break? I can't. I had a nephew reach out and was like, what should I read? And I I was like, I love that you just asked me that question. This is the time like finals are going to be over for Uh college students in another week. Yeah. That's right where he's at. It's Christmas break. Put up, put up a puzzle, put up a book. Yep. This is the time to like uh, pull out what you've been wanting to read and do it. So share with us what you're reading. We'd love to hear. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. All right. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. Watch for our polls be coming out on the 27th. Yes. The 27th will be when our book club is our final book club of the year. And then that day will also be the poll for our book of the year. Best book club book of the year. Yes, Can't wait so- to see what your favorites were. Get reading if you haven't been reading. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Rate, subscribe, share. Share the love. Definitely. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.